The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Thursday night football. Bears at Commanders week five. Let's go. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Taking the Points podcast, part of the SB Nation NFL show, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use promo code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNFL, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I am Chris Dunnels, at Chris Dunnels on Twitter, slash X, slash the social media site formerly known as Twitter. Joined, as always, by Jay Spence. Spence, say hello to the people. What's going on, everybody? I hope you're all having a good week. It's a great week for me, especially as a Bills fan. How are you doing today, Chris? Well, as a Saints fan, it's not going so good over here. But I guess we can <laughs> uh, talk about that maybe at the end of the show. Uh, how are you feeling about this Chicago Bears versus Washington Commanders game? You know what? I'm actually I'm actually not I don't want to use the word excited. That will be an overstatement, but I'm actually looking forward to this game. I know a lot of people probably are looking at this like a snooze fest. They're going to feel like, you know, That's neither right. team is that great. But I do think I'm excited because I think that the Bears, they showed us a little bit this past Sunday that they can they can score the ball. They can put some offense together if things come together. And I think Eric Bieniemy is doing a great job as an offensive coordinator or, or assistant head coach. Uh, now with the with the commanders, I think that offense has shown that they can put up some points. I know they had the the one game where they kind of I think they only put up three points. But other than that, they, they're putting up points this season. So I think it's going to be a, an offensive game. And I'm, I'm looking forward. To, I love offense. So I'm looking forward to it. So I, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer, but I'm probably one of the ones you were talking about or, or alluded to earlier in that I look at this game and man, it sometimes you have the the high flying big offenses the superstar quarterbacks the top two contending teams in the division or in a conference and you get really pumped about a game and then other times you've got a game like this where it's the bears versus the commanders and i think for people who might share my thought where they don't necessarily have something invested in either of these teams that's what i feel like we can bring to the people this week to help maybe give them some suggestions to put some bets on the line for this game to make it a little more interesting to get a little more invested in a game that you might not otherwise care about. So let's look at the first one. The, the first bet right now is just the spread for the game. And, and we were talking earlier, it's moved a little bit already. So mm-hmm. Spence, I think you said when you saw back on Monday that it was minus seven commanders, minus seven. And I looked a couple of days ago, it was commanders minus six and a half. And as of this morning, it is, early Wednesday morning, it is now commanders minus six. So the line is trending. What are your thoughts? Well, I think, like I said, I I think that this game, you know, they're going to score points. So the over under, I know we didn't really go there yet, but the over under being set at 44 and a half, I think it's going to be some points. I'm actually going to take the over this week, but as far as the the money line, I'm absolutely taking the commanders. Um, At first, before we went live here, we were talking and I was going to be argumentative and say the bears, but you and I had a good conversation on it. So I'm going to go with, um, you talked me out of it. You you talked me back into the commander. So I'm going with the commanders. Listen, don't, don't do that. I remember a couple (laughs) of weeks ago, I let you talk me out of a bet. And I ended up losing all my money because of it. The one thing you ended up changing my mind on. But 
let me be clear on this one. So Commanders minus six. The Commanders are the better team. They're the better coach team heading into this. We've seen more out of them consistently. But this is one where I just really don't know. Like, if mm-hmm. you were to tell me after the fact that Friday morning you're going to wake up and the Bears either came back to win or held on to win against the Commanders, I'm not going to be surprised. Like, if you told me the Giants upset the 49ers, sure, at that point I would be shocked. But if you were mm-hmm. to tell me here that the Bears beat the Commanders, I would say, okay, that, that kind of sounds fair. So if you're a, a diehard Bears fan and you're looking at this wanting to uh, to put something on it, then... I think there's hope. I, I think the Bears really got a shot based on some trends we've seen out of Justin Fields that I know we'll get to in a little bit. But you mentioned the over-under at 44 and a half, and you're saying you're liking the over on that one. Even yeah, with everything absolutely. we've seen with, with Justin Fields, I haven't seen enough out of these two offenses consistently to make me say I can take the over here. I'd probably lean to the under. But individual teams, we've got Bears over-under 18 and a half. How you feeling about that? Um, again, just if 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 I'm a Bears fan, I'm hoping that this past Sunday is what the offense is going to look like, and they they looked great in the first half. At one point, I believe they were they were up twenty one nothing, I believe, or, or something like. That. So you know, I, I feel like if if this is the offense, if they're finally putting it together, I think they can score twenty points in this game. So I, I will take the over for the Bears. And then the Commanders over under right now is twenty five and a half. So people are expecting the the commanders to put up a decent amount of points here. What do you see there? I mean, I I, I think that that is a, a fair number. I think that I'm gonna again I'm gonna take the over. If you look at their season so far, uh, through four games, or you know they have two games where they've scored thirty points, one where they scored twenty, and one where they had three, and that was just so happened to be against the best defense in the NFL. So I can't blame them for that game. But the other yeah, games, yeah. thirty, thirty, and twenty. So no, I, I take the over for that. Yeah, but you have to look at those teams that they played. So the Eagles-Commanders game was just a wild one, and, and good job for the Eagles for sticking that one so close. But are you really giving the the Commanders a ton of credit for putting up 35 against the Broncos or putting up 20 against the Cardinals? I don't know. That that seems like we're giving them maybe a little more credit than they deserve. Well, I mean, the Cowboys, who are supposed to be this phenomenal offensive team, only scored 16 against the Cardinals. So, I mean, I get that it's a week-to-week game and each game is different. But, no, I mean, if yeah, you're going to score against it. And I think the Cowboys, when we talk about the Cowboys, you talk about CeeDee Lamb and you talk about uh, all of these great weapons that they have there. And Dak Prescott should have – they always talk about how when he's in, the offense is so explosive and the numbers jump off the page. Look, they didn't do it against the Cardinals. They scored 16 points. And, like I said, you have three games this season where you have the commander scoring 20 or more. And two of those games, one was 37 and one was 30. I, I think I think that those guys can actually Eric the enemy, man. He should be a head coach. I'm gonna I'm gonna be on his side of that until he gets a job somewhere. He needs to be a head coach. I agree. I agree. He's clearly uh Patrick Mahomes was a system quarterback. Uh Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is garbage without Eric Bienemy. Uh Eric should be the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. I'm gonna start a, a petition now. Uh, but again, that's a different conversation. Uh we talked about a few trends with the money with the spread. The money line is following the same. So right now, a couple of days ago at least, the Bears were plus two thirty five underdogs. That's already moved to plus two fifteen. Uh, commanders were favorites originally by minus two ninety. Uh, now it is minus two sixty five. So it looks like either the odds makers or maybe people were just putting too much money out there, but. There's a little bit of skepticism mirrored with what I'm seeing, where, you know what, we're liking the possibility that the Bears could pull off the upset. But I think this brings up a good stopping point, so that way I I mentioned plus 340, uh, plus 235, minus 290. What do those numbers mean, Spence, in case the people don't understand? So those are those are basically the odds or it's showing what team is favored and what team, you know, is the underdog there. So when you have that plus, that plus means that you're the underdog. And so if you are um, betting on somebody that's plus five seventy five, that means the potential payout on that bet is five hundred and seventy five dollars for every one hundred dollar wager. So, you know, are we what are we just getting on now? Our uh, parlays or what? So I can explain that. Well, we're just still looking at the at the money line. So. Right now, the commanders are minus 265. 
Yeah, so they're so they're favored. So if you're going to put your money there, you're going to have to spend more money <laughs> to make you know any of any the two sixty five you're trying to make. You're going to have to spend two sixty five for hundred bucks. You're making less money by betting more because they're favored. That's right. Uh, so we've got a few odds now that I want to talk about for the first scoring play of the game. We've followed mm-hmm. this for the past four weeks. Uh, before we bring stats on, I think it's fair to Spence give you your moment. Uh, you got it right. I think this is your first time getting it right. And I think, I think this, this is your like first your... correct. Be quiet, Spence. No one's talking to you. Here this you is go. your first Here you go. time. This is your first time <laughs> getting the first scoring correct uh, for the season. So you picked Packers field goal last week. That ended up being the first score. I picked Lions touchdown. Stats picked Lions field goal. But you know what? New week, new me, new bets. So stats, come on board. How do you say you're going to give me my time and then say stats come on board? Like you didn't even really give me I, my I time. I gave you your I gave you your credit. I just don't want to hear you speak. Well, but that, that's, that's unfortunate. That's that is unfortunate yeah. because today I am going to the same way you did all your gloating and all that stuff last week. I am going to return the favor. I will let stats talk, but t- trust me. Before we move on from this segment, I am going to get my piece in. Hello, stats. For What's Packers up, field goal? For Packers field goal, you're, you're no, going to no. get your roses and run your lap it's, because It's not of that? the Packers field goal. It's you being wrong. That's, <laughs> okay. that's what it is. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so here are, here are the odds right now. First scoring play, Bears touchdown, plus 340. Bears field goal, plus 370. Commanders touchdown, plus 145. And Commanders field goal, plus 310. Spence, since you won last week, Go ahead. What you got this week? I'm actually going to uh, I'm going to go commander's field goal. Um, I don't think like I do think both these teams are going to score. But I think from what I've seen that these both teams kind of start slow in that first quarter. So I'm going to go with a field goal here. It could be the Bears, but I'm going with the commanders. I think they have the better offense if they get the ball first or if they stop. They're going to they're going to score. All right, stats, the gentleman that I am. What do you want? I think I'm going to go commander's touchdown. I just have no faith in the bears. I mean, they couldn't stop the Broncos offense last week, the Broncos who just look like they're in complete disarray. So I'm going to go commander's touchdown. Sam Howell impressed me. You know, they played the Eagles. The Eagles are one of the top teams in the NFC and that game had to go to overtime. So I'm going to go commander's touchdown. It scares me a little to put faith in that franchise just because they've been a dumpster fire for pretty much my entire life. But I'll go commander's touchdown. That's fine. And that makes sense for everything you said. I guess I'm going to go Bears field goal. So that's the uh, highest underdog odds at plus 370 with the idea that the Bears are going to start with the ball first. So I could see different scenarios where the Bears start with the ball first and move the ball a little bit, but can't punch it into the end zone. So Bears field goal at plus 370. I think if the commanders start with the ball, they're probably putting up points. So really, that's where uh, my bet is, is strongest. But we'll see. Hopefully, I can uh, redeem myself after last week, Spence. I mean, you need to redeem yourself because, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. Last week, you know, you, you actually, during the game, I texted you and stats both. Chris is wrong a lot this week. Like, I don't know what he's been talking about. So I just want to get, get that part out. You were wrong. I was right. It doesn't matter what it was. I was right. We can move forward. On one bet. On, on, on the one bet. That's okay. You know what? I want to go ahead and keep okay. up with that as we're, as we're going. So this is a great time to talk about our parlay. So before we do that, uh, Spence, tell the people, what's a parlay? Okay, so a parlay, uh, it, it, it's a it's a bet that you can kind of, however you want to say it, if you want to say it's a stacked or accumulated bet where you have multiple bets and wagers that's combined into a single bet. And each leg of the bet has to hit in order for you to be successful and win. If one bet out of the three or more don't, or however many, because you can do a parlay with two. So if one out of the two or one out of the three doesn't hit, the whole bet is off. If everything hits, then you win more because you stack those bets on top of each other. Yeah, so it's all or nothing. So however many you have, 100% of the individual bets in your parlay, they all have to hit. If one doesn't, the whole thing's a stinker. So historically here, four weeks in, we've kind of come up with three different parlays, each of us. Uh, A more conservative one, uh, a slightly more aggressive version, and then a fun parlay. Spoiler alert, Spence, you didn't get a single one right last week. And that's okay. 
All right. So I know you're you're just really riding that high from hmm. the Packers field goal as the first score. But when push comes to shove on these parlays, you got nothing. Hmm. On our conservative parlays, that's where I want to start. And before we be- begin, before I give you yours, I want to just defend myself a little bit because <laughs> you have you've tried to dunk on me for these conservative parlays and said, you know what, Chris, you're too conservative. That that's not enough there. My goal on these conservative parlays has been to stack a few bets, make them three legs, where if they hit, you double your money. That's it. That that's been my goal. You and your conservative parlays have looked at triple, quadruple, quintuple your money as a conservative parlay, and not a single one of them has hit. I wouldn't say every, a single one. I hit one every, this year. Oh, you, you've hit one and four. Okay. I've hit one. And you've every, hit one now two and four. Okay. No, no, no. Every single conservative parlay that I have suggested over the past four weeks have all hit. Every single one. Week one, Chiefs money line, lines over three, 13 and a half. Jared Goff over uh, 199 plus 110. That hit. I'm not going to read them all, but every single conservative parlay through four weeks has hit. If you bet $100 on my conservative parlay in week one and you just rolled your winnings over into my conservative parlay each week, Right now, coming into week five, you would have over $2,500. $2,500 from an original $100 bet, all because my bets are too conservative, Spence. So put some respect on my conservative bets because they're still hitting. I mean, yeah, I, I'll take the, uh, the the money line on the Chiefs. So, you know, I, I get it. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's okay. I'll let you go. So, so here's my conservative parlay this week, and it's actually the most aggressive conservative parlay i've had all season so my conservative parlay this week the first two legs i'm pretty confident on so number one commanders finish the game with at least one sack number two there is no successful two-point conversion in the game by either team those two feeling pretty good about the third one's the one that's going to be tougher and it is bears tied in cole commit over three and a half receptions if all three of those hit, those odds are plus 186. So my conservative parlay, commanders at least one sack, no successful two-point conversion in the game, and Cole Komet over three and a half receptions for plus 186. Spence, what do you think about that one? I think first, I know this is a little more aggressive than your normal conservative conservative parlays. Was it difficult for you? To, I, it was really difficult for me to even piece together something that was like, just based on how a lot of these um, numbers are looking for, for a lot of these guys for this game. It just was tough for me to even really do one that was under 150 or 170. You know, it was really tough. Was it difficult for you to find one like that? It was only because a lot of the things that are viewed as favorites right now, like, for instance, the commander's money line, I'm not super confident in. Mm-hmm. So that was the other thing. There were things that were favorited bets, but I didn't feel confident enough in them to make them part of my parlay to find something that would have lower odds. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I'm going mine uh, is conservative, but like he said, mine is typically a little more aggressive, but I, I really tried this time to get it down to like 175. Uh, I got it. Uh, my, this one is plus three. I mean, I'm sorry, plus 232. Um, and so I'm going to go Washington money line here. I'm going to go Washington money line for the first quarter. And then I'm going to go, I'm going to take the over at 44 and a half points. So if you think that the commanders can score a touchdown and a field goal and be winning at the end of the first quarter, and if you think they're going to win the game, I think this is a, a really um, conservative, but should it should be one of those ones that I'm right this time instead of only one out of four that Chris so eloquently uh, <laughs> highlighted for you there. So no, I, I'm, I'm confident in this one too. I, I really think that Washington should win and I think they're going to put up points. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident. So that one's fine. Again, for me, the the scary one is the over underline still at mm-hmm. forty four mm-hmm. and a half. I I really could see these teams struggling to to get to that total. And and let me just say for the Cole Komet uh, over three and a half receptions, he's averaged six targets a game through the first four yeah. weeks and only has had one game with less than four receptions. So we're not talking about something that's too outrageous there in my conservative parlay. But moving on then to a, a slightly more aggressive parlay. So with the conservative, it was plus 186, meaning you're doubling your money, plus getting an extra 86 bucks out of a $100 bet. Here, we're going to be looking to more than triple our money. So three legs, 
This is more uh, Bears heavy, we'll see. Justin Fields over 48 and a half rushing yards. Justin Fields over 248 and a half yards of offense. So that would be rushing and passing. And the commanders don't lose a fumble. So they could fumble it as long as the commanders still recover it. That leg will still hit. So that's Justin Fields over 49 rushing yards, over 249 yards of offense, and the commanders don't lose a fumble. That is plus 360. So a $100 bet will pay out an extra 360 bucks. Yeah, no, I, I feel like that's, um. I know it's for you, the more aggressive parlay, but I still feel like that's one that should hit, man. That's a, that's a good, good parlay there. My aggressive is uh, plus 330. I'm going to go, I'm, again, I'm taking the over at the 44 and a half over total points. Um, I'm going to go over 239 and a half yards for Sam Howell passing. And then I've, I'm going to go over 193 and a half for Justin Fields passing yards. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that Eric Bieniemy gets this offense buzzing, and then that the Bears have to get the ball to DJ Moore and some of those weapons out there. I hope Clay, Claypool wakes up. I hope he's active. Get the ball yeah. to these guys, and let's let's have a let's have fireworks. Well, so those are our kind of first two parlays, but we have now four weeks in tried to find a multi-leg parlay with payout odds over a thousand. So do you have one of those, Spence? I do. And this one, this one I'm combining both teams. Uh, so I'm going to go mine is plus 1,200. So this one's really fun here. I got Brian Robinson Jr. as an anytime touchdown score. I have Justin Fields as an anytime touchdown score. Then I have the over for 59 and a half yards for Terry McLaurin. I think that, man, that guy is awesome. Then I also have a 49 and a half over passing yards for or receiving yards for DJ Moore. And that's plus 1200 so brian robinson touchdown justin fields touchdown over 59 and a half for mclaurin and over 49 and a half for more so that's a four-leg parlay there those make me nervous anytime we start talking about four things to happen but i was able to find something at over a thousand only three legs so here it is plus 1300 odds it is justin fields anytime touchdown meaning he has to rush it in Justin Fields over a half of an interception, meaning he throws at least one pick in the game. And the Bears money line. So the Bears upset the commanders and win. Because I told you I started off this podcast by saying that's a possibility here. So if the Bears win the game, Justin Fields rushes it in and throws at least one pick, that is plus 1,300 odds. So bet 100 and it'll pay out 1,300. If... Commanders fans are listening, all seven of you. If you get mad and say that I'm just picking on the, 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 the commanders, then I would encourage you to go over to SBNation.com, uh, the, the mothership, where I have a parlay suggested involving the commander's money line, a four-leg parlay that banks on the commanders winning the game. So I'm not just uh, only picking on the commanders and think the Bears are going to win. I only add the Bears money line to this more super aggressive parlay just to find something with odds at over a thousand. Can I ask, what did, what did the commanders fans do to you? What did, what did the commanders do to you? Like, why, why are you so aggressive this morning? I don't get it. <laughs> Who hurt you, Chris? The commanders. Did. Hurt exactly. Yeah. Uh, so last week, the, the bears allowed 17 fourth quarter points to Russell Wilson and the Broncos and ended up losing 31-28. Now, you talked about, though, uh, Justin Fields having possibly the best game of his professional career. Uh, what did you see out of Fields in that game? You know, I, I saw that he was decisive, uh, whether, it whether it was when he made a decision to run when there was nothing open or whether it was just to, hey, I'm, let's get the ball out fast. And I think he, he got – he threw the ball quickly, and he, like I said, made those decisions quickly. And I think when he does that, he's difficult as a defender on, on any level to cover. Um, he's difficult to figure out. He's difficult. And, and then the receivers that he has, when you have a DJ Moore, you know, and then I just it's very difficult to cover guys like that when they're getting the ball with their hands in space, in their hands in space. So I'm, I'm hoping that this is one of those steps for the Bears going forward for the season. I know that they lost. I know it was a tough loss when you had a, a, a lead like that. But at this point, like, hey, if you can start figuring it out, 
do it. I mean, don't go for the number one overall pick. Leave that to the Cardinals. Try to win. Try to win. Yeah. Yeah, so Fields threw for 335 yards and four touchdowns plus an interception, then added another 25 yards on the ground. So if he can do that again this week, uh, I like his chances. Granted, the Commanders, they also lost, but they lost to what is perceived to be a much better team last week. They lost in overtime to the Eagles, 34-31. Did you watch that game or, or see any highlights from it? I saw the highlights. I didn't get a chance to go back and, and watch, but, you know, um, it's to me, it's one of those games where it's like, you know, as a as a commander's fan, right? Like, you know, what you, seven like your team is, yeah. <laughs> you know what you feel like your team is supposed to be now that you have supposedly this offensive genius and you come out and you do see your offense perform only for your defense to not hold the defending super or the defending NFC champions. Uh, to, and, and I, th- I feel like that's what's happening a lot around the league too. Like you have these offensive performances and we blame the quarterback and we blame the offensive line and we blame all these things. And the defense gives up a trillion points and it's like, come on, you got to Let's, let's cut these guys some slack here. So no, I, I, I'm hoping, like I said, I think it's going to be fireworks. I hear you. It's just, in that game, the Commanders admittedly did have a few lucky bounces kind of go their way, including Terry McLaurin, Gary Terry, who you talked about earlier, uh, recovering a fumble for a touchdown when Brian Robinson Jr. tried to punch it in uh, at the goal line and then lay down the hit stick. and The ball popped out, and then Terry was able to fall on it for a touchdown. If the Eagles get that and then it's a touchback and start back at their own 25, then we're talking about a completely different game here. Uh, so... I don't know. I feel like the commanders, while they're a better team, looking at the momentum they they both have, commanders got a little lucky last week. And generally, I, I know I didn't mention this before, I might be willing to at least take the Bears with the points at, at plus six. I probably take the Bears there, but that wouldn't be my bet of the week. So we have talked about a bet of the week, the the one bet you can't pass up. Each week, last week, Spence, surprise, surprise, you lost again. And that's okay. Again, just hang on to the fact that the Packers scored their field goal as the first score, and we can just hold on to that. Instead, uh, our bets of the week last week, you said Lions, 10 or more rushing yards on the opening drive. That was a loss. Stats and I, stats play the bell. Stats said Aiden Hutchinson at least one sack. I think he got that on the opening drive. And then I said Romeo Dobbs at least one reception on the Packers' first drive, which I was really worried about because if I remember, it was the Packers started after a turnover in field goal range. So it's like, well, this isn't going to be a super long drive. I, I need that uh, reception to come early. But they were still able to make it happen, and that bet still hit. So Spence, come on back, or, or Stats, come on back, and then Spence – Hit us with your uh, best bet of the week. This week, man, I'm going to go with uh, Justin Fields with under 0.5 interceptions thrown. And listen, I'm going to go on ledge here, and I'm going to say I, I know I'm picking Washington, so I know, I'm hoping this bet is actually wrong this week because if he doesn't throw any interceptions and he runs all over the field, I don't think that the commanders are going to be able to stop him, and I think he's going to win if that's the case. But I'm going to go with Justin Fields for under 0.5 interceptions, and that is plus 110. So you can make 110 bucks for every $100 you bet. Stats, what about you? What's, what's your bet of the week? Since you and I are, are the winners here, and Spence, we let him go ahead and throw out his loser. What you got? Well, I'm actually going to take a Justin Fields bet also. I'm going to go Fields' longest rush over 15 and a half yards. And I've been really surprised because the Bears have basically just taking that part of Justin Fields game away. It's really stunning. He's got only like, I think 134 rushing yards on the entire season, which is crazy because he had 1100 last year. I think they, they're going to start to realize like, you can't let this guy play with one hand tied behind his back. Plus I think Washington's going to have a pass rush. That's going to force him to move a little bit. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick fields to break one off for longer than 15 and a half rushing yards. And that is minus 120. I feel like you were trying to will that bet into existence stats because we were talking before about a a bet that you placed preseason about Justin Fields' total rushing yards for the year. So I think that's what this is. 
Irrelevant, Chris. How dare you share that private information? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. My bet of the week is Bears running back Khalil Herbert over 11 and a half receiving yards. That's at minus 130. Uh, last week, he caught four or five targets for 19 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he's averaging two and a half receptions per game, averaging 20 yards per week. Uh, he only had one game this season with less than 19 yards receiving. So I think over 11 and a half receiving yards this week against the Commanders should be assuring. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now, that being said, I wouldn't start Khalil Herbert in fantasy football this week. I'm not super pumped about really any players in fantasy other than maybe uh, the player I will pick for my Thor award. But we'll get there in a second. But Spence, this is... Your award, you came up with this. Tell me what you're thinking. How are you feeling about uh, any fantasy football superstar this week? This week, I'm, I'm agreeing with you as far as like running backs for the Bears or anything like that. I'm going to um, flip back over to the Washington side here. And I just think that Eric Bieniemy is making a superstar out of somebody who we felt like should have been one anyway. Uh, Terry McLaurin is going to be my Thor Award player of the week to watch this week. I think that he's going to go off, man. I hope he has, you know, I'm looking for him to have on one of the parlays I had him for over 59 and a half yards. I'm thinking that he's going to top a hundred tonight or, you know, this week, I think he's going to have a great, great game. Terry McLaurin's great. One concern always is Jahan Dotson is also great in his own right. Mm -hmm. So you can never really tell who's going to uh, potentially be the superstar on any given uh, night as far as the commander's receiving course. Well, concerned. with this with this Bears defense, though, Chris, I just feel like, you know, we, we saw it this past Sunday. You know, we saw we really we've seen it all season, though, you know, whether the offense scores points or not, the defense isn't doing the best job at stopping offenses either. And as much as I love uh, Tremaine Edmonds and as much as I love there's a ton of the guys over there that I love, they're just not getting off the field and they're not stopping guys from scoring. So I think really you could take either guy. I could have went. Dotson here as well. I think I think both guys are going to go off. I think the offense for the the Commanders are, is going to look very very good tonight. Yeah. So last week against the Broncos, McLaurin did lead the team in receiving yards at fifty four. But you had four players with over forty receiving yards. Granted, mm -hmm. two of them were were the running backs, Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. But McLaurin with fifty four, John Bates with forty six, Gibson forty four, Brian Robinson forty two. So they really spread the ball a lot there. Logan Thomas, uh, tight end, caught a touchdown. That's one of the things that would make me concerned is that you they just spread the ball around so well there under that Eric Bieniemy offense. So for me, my Thor the Ward, Thor Award, I guess, play the sound effects stats. The power of is going to be Justin Fields. For everything we've talked about before, uh, Spence, you've mm -hmm. said as one of your bets that you think he won't throw an interception. We talked about the the momentum he's riding coming into this game, throwing for 330, four touchdowns, uh, rushing for an extra 25. Stats has talked about how he thinks that Fields is going to start running the ball more again starting this week. So mm -hmm. I think he's going to be the Thor Award fantasy superstar for this game if I had to pick one. I think that's a good I think that's a good bet there. I think, um, you know, for starters, we're talking about fantasy, too. Listen, I just traded for him in my dynasty league. Somebody gave me Justin Fields for DK Metcalf, and they also gave me a draft pick. I don't know what they were on. I appreciate them. I'm with you. I, I would I would absolutely take Justin Fields here if I was going to pick, you know, the Bears to win the game because I'm going with the commanders, though. I just don't want him to go off that bad. But I think he's going to. I'm with you. Well, 
I want to hear about that trade though. So who did you have at quarterback and what were your wide receivers? Well, so I already have Justin. Well, I had um who I have Burrow at here. I'll pull up the, the whole roster. I have Burrow at, at quarterback in that league. He's been playing pretty rough. And I know Justin Fields hasn't been playing great besides this past week, but it's still been a lot better than what Joe Burrow has given me. Joe Burrow for every week it's been uh three points. Second week you played well, six or decent, 16 points, and nine points, and then four points. I need a I need a quarterback until Burrow is healthy. Um, as far as receivers though in that league, man, I have uh Calvin Ridley, I have T. Higgins, I have Tariq Hill um on the bench right now because we have some bye week things happening. I have uh, uh no bye week stuff. I have uh your guy, I have Michael Thomas. Uh, running back room is pretty good. I got Ramondre Stevenson. I have uh Man, I need Jones out in Green Bay to be healthy and actually do Aaron something. Jones. Please do yeah. something. I need him. And then uh, Joe Mixon. So I have a, I have a pretty decent roster, here, but the quarterback position, Joe Burrow has been killing me. So I get, I got rid of DK, and I picked up my guy here. So hopefully Justin Fields does go off like that because he'll be starting for me this week. Well, there you go. Well, speaking of Thor Awards, I guess it's a good time to transition then into uh, our Marvel Bet of the Week. Wait, so wait, can we... we... What, what was the, what was the last week? What happened? Did your With like the, any your, your Thor? Who was your Thor? Um, award yeah. So of last week, week uh, I had Jameer Gibbs, and you had Sam Laporta. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would go back in the game and say probably neither of them were anything yeah. close to a Thor award. But if I had to pick between the two, Laporta had a much better game than Gibbs. I, I don't know what the Lions' offense was choosing to do, not getting Gibbs the ball and David Montgomery uh, being the star there. Gibbs is definitely the more talented back with more upside, but I, I'm not going to count either of that, either of those picks as a, as a win, uh, just because they, they both played mediocre, kind of at best. Uh, well, no, I hear you, and, and you're right. David Montgomery was clearly the, the Thor Award winner of the week. Um, it really, I, I, did we see yet? I don't know. By the time that we're recording the show, I don't know if the offensive and defensive players of the week have come out yet. But I, I could see him absolutely winning it for the NFC. Yeah, or, or the FedEx on the ground or, or whatever yeah. uh, that award is for sure. Uh, so Marvel Trivia Bet, what we've done four weeks in now, so starting into week five, is Stats has found some Marvel MCU specific. So not just Marvel Comic Universe, but Marvel Cinematic Universe trivia question to, to pose to us. The winner from the previous week is first crack at the answer the following week. And as a reminder, Spence, you lost again. Stats, play the bell. I won last week, so that means I get first crack at the question this week. Stats, do you have a a question and and a bet prepared? Of course I do. Are you kidding me? I'm always prepared. All right. How dare me ever assume that you wouldn't be? You know what? My apologies. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to cut that and make a drop out of it. Okay. Marvel Cinema Bet. We all know Tony Stark has a variety of different armors to face a variety of different threats. When he fights the Hulk, he has a very specific armor that he uses to fight the Hulk. It is called the Hulkbuster armor. But in the movie, Tony Stark refers to it by another name. Chris, what is the name Tony Stark refers to the Hulkbuster armor as in the movie? Yeah, so I was ready to say Hulkbuster, but obviously that's not going to be it. You're, you're giving me the name. Uh, I, I'll tell you I don't know it, uh, but oh, I have a, a hint. Oh, you Spitz, loser. You got it? All right, go ahead. You go ahead. As you, no, as go you ahead. Googled it. No, I, I, I've said no. that I don't know. Go ahead, Spence. You Why do you it. always accuse me? I haven't been right this entire time, and now I finally know when you're saying I'm Googling? Speaking of pulling audio clips, Stats, if you can go ahead and pull that little clip of Spence where he just says... No, I'm I haven't just saying I haven't this entire time. I, I haven't. When it comes to these Marvel things, he stumped me every right. single week. What, and now I got, got one and you're accusing me of Googling. And I just I'm offended because you were texting your mom, quote, quote, texting your mom one time. I was texting but her. I still got it wrong. All right. All right. <laughs> Let, let's go. What do you say? That is the damn Mark 44. Surprised you actually knew who that was. No, it, no. So it is the Mark 44. Go look it up. I'm telling there's you, there's a Mark female 44. name. I can't remember what it is, but it's not no, Jarvis. Armor, he refers to it 
I, I thought by an, all right, we'll see. Stats. I know this. <laughs> I know this is the Mark 44. You could be talking about a completely different name, but it's the Mark 44. You're talking about so, what are we talking about? I was talking about Veronica, which is the name that Tony Stark uses. Although I am seeing a quick Google search, it is the Mark 44 armor. So I'm making an executive decision here. I think we got to give Spence credit for that because he's not wrong. It was when he was building it. It was the Mark for that's how I know it. Now he maybe nicknamed her and called her Veronica when he was utilizing it, and that's fine. And that, so I'll take that one. But I knew like that one, Chris. I know that one. All right, all right. You can have it. So go ahead, stats. Give him the bet. Well, I don't think you could have it. I mean, you're not giving no, it. No, to no. Him. This you, is the, no. I'm giving this. I am charitable. No, I am feeling you kind and generous. <laughs> okay, this one is a little simpler than last week. This bet, Bears give up a sack on their first drive. Yes is plus 210. No is minus 285. I'm going to take yes here. I think the commander's defensive line is supposed to be stacked of first rounders and they're supposed to be beasts. And I think that they have, I think they can get after them. I'm going to, I'm going to say Fields holds the ball too long on at least one of these plays and they get to him. So obviously then I'm going to take the no but i think if given the choice i'd probably take the no just because i think with the scripted plays coming out for fields i think he's going to get dropped multiple times in the game but i think that the first drive is going to be the one that's least likely to have that happen before we talk about our bets of the week across the nfl we've got some nfl news to get to in fact a little piece of news just dropped while we've been recording this pod Spence, this is kind of in your neck of the woods as far as the NFC divisions go or the AFC divisions go. So tell us what just happened. Yeah, so the uh, New England Patriots just traded to bring back cornerback J.C. Jackson uh, from the Los Angeles Chargers. And um, it was a trade to basically swap 2025 sixth and seventh round picks. Uh, this is a move that everybody, I guess, J.C. Jackson had a benching and, you know, things just the relationship hasn't been going well out there. And Bill Belichick obviously loves him and the defense needs him. So I think this is a good move for the Patriots. I'm not sure um, why a talent like J.C. Jackson was being benched or underutilized out in, in, in Los Angeles. But, man, this is a crazy trade. Yeah, so a few uh, defensive backs moving around. So obviously the Patriots trading for J.C. Jackson. I think yesterday the Eagles signed uh, Bradley Roby to their, uh, I believe their practice. No, I think they signed him to their active roster uh, with Bradley Roby, hoping that he's going to help the Eagles win a Super Bowl this year. But kind of aside from that, there's not really a whole lot going on this week. Fortunately, there haven't been uh, major injuries that we're having to talk about like there had been each other week. Uh, well, the Patriots had two guys. Um, so Gonzalez is out for the season, and now uh, Matthew Judon is also out for the season um, with, I believe, he tore his pec muscle or or I forget exactly what the injury was, but the Patriots lost two major players in Christian Gonzalez and um, Matthew Judon. The Bills lose Trey White for the year with the torn Achilles. Um, there's, some, there's some big movement or some big injuries happening. Your team is getting your running back back right or was he back last week we, we got him last week I, I think he finished the game with 107 receptions for six yards <laughs> uh, but we did get Alvin Kamara back and, and yeah Christian Gonzalez with a, a torn labrum and dislocated shoulder so probably missing the rest of the 2023 season so that's super unfortunate there and one um, more piece that I'm excited about as a fake like a bandwagon uh, Lions fan, Jamison Williams comes back this week from suspension. I think that's a big, I think hopefully from what we've seen in him from him from in college, and then even the little bit that we've got to see from him in the NFL, he's a dynamic player. I'm looking forward to seeing him come back. I think he's going to be big for the Lions who are already pretty having a, a pretty good start to the season. Yeah. They've already come out and said, he's not playing a full game. He's not going to get 60 snaps or anything even close to it. Uh, but we'll see. They're going to ease him in, see how he looks, and hopefully uh, the former 12th overall pick can make something happen in Detroit. Mm -hmm. uh, Brian Dable, your, your boy, what did you call the Giants? Buffalo East? Yeah. Uh, they are playing. They make me feel better about the Saints. We'll say that. Uh, <laughs> they look so bad. Yeah. I, I think he's probably on the hot seat. Uh, Saints head coach Dennis Allen 
uh, might get there soon if they don't turn things around. Uh, anything else I'm missing there? No, but you, you think he's on a hot seat already after he just won the coach of the year award and the season is fresh. It just started. You think that, you know, and I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I would love for him to get the chance to kind of turn things around and correct it. I think if you if you follow a blueprint that most successful teams do, you're going to miss the playoffs one or two years. They made the playoffs last year without the expectation of making it like everybody didn't. Everybody thought the Giants were going to be last year what they are this year. And Dayball kind of over excel or overachieved, I should say, as a head coach there. And, and they made it to the playoffs and won a playoff game. I don't know if I would say he's on a hot seat. I, I just he got to start winning some games for sure. But when you got Daniel Jones as a quarterback and Saquon Barkley out, that's rough. That's really rough. I, I hear you for Barkley. Now I don't know who in New York decided to give Daniel Jones the contract he received. Uh, if that was a head coach influence decision, or if that was general manager influence, I don't know. But whoever decided to make that happen is going to be the one to deal with the possible repercussions. And I think a part of it, too, is not just if the Giants miss the playoffs, but how do they miss the playoffs? Is this a scenario where they're still competitive and they're playing in November and December? They're not eliminated. They still got a shot. Or is this one where we get the the Adam Schefter Giants have been eliminated, uh, you know, in five more weeks? So it just kind of well, all yeah, depends. Yeah, they're halfway there. So they got to pick it up starting now. If, you know, this week they have to pick it up if they think that they're going to be in a position uh, come late December or, you know, early December to be in even just in conversation for a playoff spot. Well, before we close out, we want to talk about our bet of the week across the NFL. And this is one where Spence, you want, you know what? Stats, play the bell for Spence. He won. <laughs> Granted, Stats and I won also, but I just wanted to give you a shot to to hear the bell in your honor. Uh, I think, I'd have to go back in and look, that what we have offered as our best of the week have been pretty consistently hitting all season long. I believe so. Now, while mine and, and maybe yours too, Spence, have been hitting, there's one thing from hitting and there's another from being on fire. And Stats on fire is on fire. So. Last week, he picked the Seahawks at plus one and a half over the Giants. That's two weeks in a row now. His bet of the week has not just won, but dominated. So, Stats, come on back. What's your secret? How are you doing it? It just seems like the past couple of weeks, there's one line that just is so blatantly wrong. I don't know if somebody in Vegas is drunk or what the problem is. How are the Seahawks getting points against the Giants? The Giants are awful awful so that was easy money and i think there's another bet like that this week i'm taking houston plus two over atlanta it's minus 110 houston looks good their defense is playing better than expected cj stroud is throwing 300 yards every single week and atlanta just cannot get out of their own way their offense was putrid against the jaguars like they get down by any amount and i'm like they they can't do it they just can't come back so to me I think Houston's going to win the game outright. And again, if I am getting points, I'm getting two points in the game. Yes, please sign me up for that. And that's fine. I just want to remind both of you that we are two weeks removed from me talking about that Houston offense and both of you just trying to lambast me for it and say, no, what are you talking about, Chris? That Houston offense is terrible. They suck. And now fast forward two weeks and stats, you're picking them as your bet of the week. Yesterday's price is not today's price, man. A lot can okay. change in two weeks. Yeah, and and the thing is too, you, you go back and look at those two weeks. Look at the score that they were putting up prior to that Jaguars that Jaguars game. When they beat the Jags, they beat the brakes off of them. But prior to that, man, they weren't putting up. I think week one they, they were trending. Up- they were trending. Okay. That's what it was. He was the first <laughs> okay. over, or he was a rookie quarterback making his first overall start in the NFL in week one. You got to not hold that against him. We're well, no, starting I, to see him get his NFL. Legs I don't in. like, I don't like rookies. So that I hold that against every rookie quarterback. So this coming into the season, I didn't like Anthony Richardson. He's turning me into a believer. I didn't like CJ Stroud. He's turning him into it. So I, I like the rookie guys this year are, are doing well enough to make me say, okay, maybe I can relax on my, I hate rookies take. But no, I, I absolutely do. Every year I beat up on rookies until they show me that they belong in the league. Well, Spence, what is your bet of the week this week? 
I'm going to go with another. I mean, this one, it's a favor, so I don't know even. But, like, how are the Dolphins only at minus 11 here for this game against the Giants? Stash just talked about how horrible the Giants are. How And then we just saw them put up nothing for two weeks in a row. Like, they're they're horrible. And the Dolphins are coming off of a beatdown in Buffalo. They're going to be looking to get back on track. The offense is going to come out fast. It's still going to be one of the best offenses in the league. There aren't a lot of teams that the Dolphins are going to run into that looks like the Buffalo Bills. I'm taking the Dolphins minus 11. It's happening. Like If it was minus 20, I would take this game. Yeah, we talked about stats two weeks in a row having his big bets. And one was two weeks ago picking the Dolphins over, who was it, the... Stats, help me out. Who were the Broncos? The, the, the Broncos. That's <laughs> the right. Broncos. Yeah, the Broncos, and that's when the Dolphins beat them by fifty. So mm-hmm. we've obviously seen this uh, Dolphins team put up points. Tua looks great. Tyreek Hill looks unstoppable. So yeah, so I'm liking that at, at minus eleven. My bet of the week. I'm going to pick an over under. So last week I did an over under in uh, for the Saints, and I said under because I didn't expect Derek Carr to play. Turns out he did play, but it still didn't matter. Uh, they still ended up uh, not breaking that over-under line against the Buccaneers. So for me this week, it's going to be Eagles-Rams. I'm going to take the over of 50.5 points. Both of these teams look like they're able to do big things on offense. Cooper Cup obviously has missed time, but Puka Nakua has been great. And I don't even think great is a good enough word for how he's looked this season for the Rams. So with those two teams, obviously we know what Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia offense can do. So I think they're going to zoom past 50 and a half as the over-under in that game. Well, I think that's a good one too. And and you you do well with those over-under ones. And last week, like you said, you did great with that that Saints under 40 points. So uh, I, I expect that one to be a good one for you again. Well, we'll check again next week and see how we do hopefully spence you can win at least one thing again that way we can play the bell for you uh is there anything you want to tell the people before we close this out go bills all right and on that note (laughs) stats hit us with the outro and take us home 